Hello, I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van with the Real Property St. Pete podcast. Powered by Remax Metro. I'm so excited today because we got a notice that we have 1,000 downloads to our podcast episodes. A landmark. Congratulations, David. We started this out at least a year and a half ago. And right. we've said before, in case you didn't hear it, we recorded for a solid six months before... There was content worthy enough for publication. That's right. We were making a podcast for realtors instead of for clients, and it was just a little too in-depth and not nearly as much fun. Maybe not as interesting, according to the feedback we got. Right. From our sibling realtors, your (laughs) sister, my brother, they Mm -hmm. said, this is no good. It's that time of the month, the time for us to report the monthly statistics. That's right. And it's very exciting because we have our own suspicions about what we were going to find. And what are your suspicions? Well, you know, it's funny because you said something that I took to heart and I've been thinking about and I've been considering literally for probably a month. But I complained about how it was troublesome to get some of the listings that I had sold and that people were lowering the prices, but not necessarily getting offers. Well, what you said was, you know, there just aren't as many buyers in the market. And I've told other people this same comment. There are not as many buyers. And so when you get an offer, you need to work very hard to try to make it work because it could be another three to five months before another offer comes along. And it's hard to determine, are there fewer buyers in the market? And so I started looking into some of the stats to see whether I could determine whether you were right or wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like to prove me wrong. I just like to see if you're right, because I think instinctively you had that opinion and I'm like, gosh, I really like to see some hard data on whether I think there's fewer buyers in the market. And one way you can do that is looking into showing time and see how many showing requests are happening. I think we looked at that during COVID some, and we haven't looked at that as much, but I'm going to give you some stats today that I think bear that out. Okay. We don't always talk about the combined single family townhomes and condos numbers, but that is the first set of stats that comes out on the report from the Pinellas Realtor Organization. So let's recap though. What we typically are talking about is the single family statistics only. This is a good transition. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So when you look at the entire market, then that's interesting because some people might buy a condo, they might buy a townhouse, and they might buy a single family home. But this encompasses all the buyers. Okay. So if you say there's few buyers in the market, what do these stats say? There is an increase in the number of new listings up 22.5%. In October of 22, 1,741 new listings. In October of 23, 2,132 new listings. And that's the up 20%? Yep, up 23%. The number of pending inventory is down almost 22%. So in October of 22, we had 1,850 pending listings. That's single family, condo, and townhome. In October of 23, we went from 1,850 down to 1,450. It's funny, I was going to say, well, if we're up 20% in listings and we have a fewer 21% buyers, then that should be a net even, but it's really not with the numbers. The bottom line is it's fewer buyers in the market, fewer people going to contract. The total inventory is up 26%. So we've gone from 3,600 
listings in October to 4,500 listings in October of 23. That's a look at the overall market. The inventory is up 26%. There's 22% more listings and they are 21% fewer buyers that went to contract. Well, I might be premature in my commentary on this, but I do love how what we're seeing in our businesses usually translates and follows with this. And so, you know, one of the things that we have been discussing is the prices are still up. We are transitioning to buyers having a little more leverage. And I'm seeing this in my own business practice that buyers are having a little more leverage to negotiate on the price, maybe get some more favorable terms when they're negotiating a deal. Indeed. And trying to stick with your buyer if you're in a transaction, trying to make it work out. If you're the seller, you mean? Correct. For example, I think what you're referring to is if issues come up during the transaction, requested repairs for the four-point insurance report or appraisal issues or things like that. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Trying to work through those so you stay in the deal. Right. Earlier this week, you weren't so pleased about extending a timeline on the contract, but you worked through it? Yes, we did. The period of time that we needed to extend the loan commitment was just one week and it was over a holiday day weekend and the seller openly was ready to extend that period for a week. And I wasn't sure that they would be open to that, but I just proposed it to them and they absolutely went for it. They wanted to stay in the deal. Right. Because they wanted to get to the finish line and it's faster to get to the finish line. You know, it would get closed this year versus going into next year. So in other words, if you had not agreed and the contract failed, it allowed you to close this year rather than starting over with a new buyer. Right. Because that would have extended into next Next year, more than likely. Back to the numbers. Okay. So, you know, I always like to pick out my favorite statistics from the report. And this one is definitely interesting. So I'm going to see if I can convey some of this, but the closed sales for October of 23 was 753. The closed sales in October of 22 was 887. So the actual number of closed sales is down 15%. And the month's supply of inventory in October of 22 was 2 and the month supply of inventory in October of 23 is 2.6. That's up 24%. Now, that's back to talking about absorption rate. And it's interesting because we started the year in January with about a 36% absorption rate. That means that it takes about three months to sell all the inventory we have. We moved all the way up to 80%, which means it's just over one month. These are single family home numbers. And now we've gone all the way back down to 38%, which is down to about three months to sell all the inventory. And like this number says, 2.6 is where we're at on the absorption rate, the month supply of inventory. So when you see that, you're like, wow. And then on the condo side, we started out in January at 26%, which means it takes four months to sell all the inventory. We went all the way up to 41%, which is almost two months. And now we're all the way back down to 25% on the absorption rate, which means four months of inventory on the market for condos. It's funny because I've mentioned this in prior episodes on the market statistics, but for me in my career, I've always felt the absorption rate is the greatest pulse as overall sweeping what's happening in the market. The absorption rate has for me been a great indicator. Well, it indicates the demand of buyers in the market compared 
with the number of listings that sellers have put out there. That's your favorite one for this month? Well, I think the closed sales part is a huge thing. And because the pending inventory, like we said, is down, you know, when your sales are down 15% and your pending sales are down 21%, that's not very positive in terms of the number of transactions in our market. It's not a bad thing, but yes, you're right. It's not positive. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about closed sales here because there was an interesting piece of what I saw in closed sales this month as I was beginning to try to explain some stuff. But it looks like that a thousand closed sales on the single family home statistics is about a good measure for us. When we're above a thousand, that's pretty good. And we saw us drop below a thousand during COVID. So the April and May of 2020 saw our sales go below a thousand. So that was the very beginning of the pandemic. Yes, that was the very beginning where things just fell off the table. It's so funny because I feel like it was very busy, but I think you're right. There were about two months where, you know, if you think about it was mid-March that the country shut down, the world shut down, and then the next two months were very slow. Right. They were well below a thousand. I mean, you know, a couple hundred below a thousand, not 500, but, you know, I would say maybe 900 and 800 were the number of sales at COVID. We fast forward through 2020 and through 2021 and all the way into 2022, all over a thousand sales per month in single family. It's funny, you can't see that chart, but the chart that we're looking at, I would have thought it would be, you know, more extreme. I feel like the buyer and seller activity was so great during those timeframes. I would have expected this chart to be like way off the rails, but it's not. Well, I mean, we do reach up to 1500 a couple of times in here. But then once it's interesting, because when we get to 2022, the end of 2022, September, October, November, December, January, February, all of those are down. And in fact, January of 23 was almost down to 500. Wow. And now we had a pretty good March, April, May, June. And then starting in July, we've started to drop off all below 1,000 down to 750. Because I just gave you some numbers that we're at 753 closed sales. And in October of 22, we were at 887. I mean, these numbers are all well below 1,000 in sales. And so what was your recap about things being under 1,000? Just that that seems to be a marker of when the market's pretty good. And then once we start to go below 1,000, we really start to feel that there are not buyers in the market. Even with listings being down, the inventory starts to build. Right, exactly. And there's no buyers buying. If they're not buying, there's no sales happening. And that's kind of what we're seeing here down at 753 sales for single family homes. So we are getting to the end of the year. And it's interesting because, you know, this is the end of November. We've got the October statistics here. We're looking at, okay, well, what did the year look like? So median sale price has been up and down. You know, in December of 22, it was up 10%. And we've bounced around between 5, 2, 3, 7, 10, 10, 
and 6. But generally, it's interesting that we talk about 3% per year of increase in the median sale price. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been many years in St. Pete where it's been 10% per year. Or more. Right. Or 15 or whatever. Or mm-hmm. 20 or yes. 25. We've seen those. Some crazy increases. Absolutely. And so our average for the year in 23 is 3.4%. That means that half the properties that were purchased were below a certain number and half the properties are above a certain number. And whatever that number is that creates the midpoint between 50% and 50% of the sales, that is the median sale price. And so you're saying the number is 3.4%. That's how much it's gone up. That's the average of each month comparing with the month before. And then just to recap what you had said, because I think this is the point, is that last year this time, the increase was 10%. And that's a good indicator for sellers. Something to think about when you're looking at pricing your property. If you're thinking of pricing your property, you need to be cautious to not be pricing it 10% over the comps. Right. Because right now we're looking at about a 3% increase. Now, look, let's don't make any bones about the fact that we're doing very well being up 3% in the market. I mean, we have 8% interest rates. We have exceptional insurance costs and flood insurance costs. And there are plenty of other places. Exceptional in the- implies good. Right. You yeah. mean excessive? I, I mean, I'm taking exception to what's going on. <laughs> Exception is a different <laughs> description in that. Right. But I mean, there are plenty of places that are flat and there's plenty of places that are down around right. our country. Well, that's positive news. I always yeah. like to find the positive in things. Right, right. I mean, we're up 3% on average year over year in housing prices. And that's, I, I feel like that we should be thankful for that increase. Yes, because you're right. There are some parts of the country, as you probably hear in the national news, that the market is down. Yeah. I mean, I think if you went in the MLS, and we get this data every single day, but if you went in the MLS and you looked at price increases each and every day, it's surprising. The price decreases are way off the charts on that update when you look at your hot sheet in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, And it's interesting because the median sale price in October of 22 was 440000 the year-to-date median sale price is 450000 Not a huge change. No. I mean, that's the average. I mean, now, October of 23, it says four sixty-five. Obviously, it bounces around, but it's pretty level, up a little bit, but it's not a time to be aggressive with your pricing. Right. It's not typical that we include statistics on condos, but I think that that's going to become a subject that's going to be a hot topic. And I think we'll probably go into it more on other episodes, talk about what's going on with condos right now. We've touched on it slightly and I think we probably delve into it a little deeper, but the condo market in our area is, it's interesting because we have a large proportion of older condo complexes that are facing some challenges with structural inspections and that sort of thing. And we have a large number of high-end inventory of new construction resales. Well, we also have driving up the sales numbers is the new releases from like Saltaire. I mean, those. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. So like new construction resales. And there's a huge inventory of those in our market right now. Are you saying that people are reselling their new property that they just bought? Yes. So one of the new high rises in downtown St. Petersburg is a complex called Saltaire. It is a water view high rise condo. Yep. Every condo is at least a million dollars. Some are three, four, five million. Yes. 
So I would say if I were to guess the time frame on it is the current owners went under contract on those properties three to four years ago, even a lot of it pre-pandemic pricing. So a lot of those people got some really good deals on them. They have closed purchasing the property from the developer and have now relisted their property as a resale. However, the units are either not lived in or the people have just started moving in. Yeah. And they're selling a brand new unit. A lot of value in being able to buy a brand new property. And it is creating a decent amount of high-end inventory in our downtown market, which did have a sort of a low inventory situation. But let's see what the numbers say. So the closed sales are actually up 10% from October of 22. So 604 in October of 23. So that's up 10%. And this is Pinellas County as a whole, not just downtown St. Petersburg. Right. And the new listings are up 40%. So there are 995 new listings in October of 23, where they were only 707 new listings in October of 22. The pending inventory is down 17% from 782 in October of 22 to 649 in October of 23. The active inventory in Pinellas County of townhomes and condos is up 62%. That means that there's 2,395 properties for sale that are townhomes and condos versus 1,478. That's a thousand more in October of 23 versus October of 22. That I mean, that's that's a lot of additional inventory on the market compared with last year. And the month supply of inventory is almost four. So the absorption rate is almost four months of inventory versus last year, there was only two months of inventory. That's an almost double, 90% increase. Which means 50% less likely you're going to sell. Yes, that's right. So it's tougher. Now, you know, I think it probably bears taking a look at the price points in some of that. So why don't we do that? I think so too. I think that will be a big driver. One interesting thing that we know is the case is that the dollar volume in September and October of 2023 is up like a hundred million. So in August of 2023, there was $285 million in sales of condos and townhomes. And then in September, there was $375, $100 million more properties closed. And I think that that could be one main condo project that could drive that number. I'm sure it's Saltair because that's who's been closing. Right. So needless to say, there were no townhomes or condos that sold under (laughs) $50,000. Not a surprise. We can at least say that in October of 22, there was only about 30 homes over a million dollars at our condos or townhomes. And in October of 23, there are 90. Sales. Yes. Again, I think the driver of that is the Salt Air Project in downtown St. Pete. But interesting, a lot of those people bought between 600 and a million dollars also. So those closed sales are in both categories from 600 to 1 million plus. The Salt Air units are between 600 and a million also. People closed on those 669, 769. Now they're listed for 1.3 million. Right. That's right. That's been a big change, but I mean, it's been three or four years. If you think about the appreciation of the condominiums downtown over the three or four years that those have been being built, I mean, it's a massive difference. It's a great example of how prices have changed. Absolutely. So there was a recent sale at one where the guy had purchased the property for a million four hundred thousand and then sold it for two million four hundred fifty thousand. He made a million dollars since 2019 selling in 2023. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a big number. Did he make improvements to the property? No. All market improvement. He just rented it out. In fact, the condition of the property went down. <laughs> because of renters? Yeah, three-year long-term rental. He lived there one year, and at the end of the year, it was COVID. And so he was like, I don't want this condo anymore, but I know I can't sell it right now. Let me see if I can find a renter. And he did. He found a renter, and they rented it for three years. So we're just past the end of that three-year period, and he just sold it. That's amazing. You know what's wrong with this? I'll tell you what's wrong with this is that lumping all of the properties that are townhomes or condos in St. Pete, especially downtown, that are over a million dollars. I mean, there's probably three price points over a million dollars that really should be reported on. I mean, like one to one and a half, one and a half to two, and then two and up. I wonder if maybe we should make a suggestion, you know, on that because this is really sort of new in the last two to three years that we're. We're hitting a large number of sales that are in these over a million price points. But you're right. The buyer for 1 million to 1 and 1.5. 1.5. That's what I was going to say is a different buyer than someone who's 1.5 to 2.5. And the buyer who's paying 3 million and there's, you know, a representative number of sales that are two and a half million and up in our market that should be broken down. So maybe a suggestion we need to make. Right. Because there's 154 listings in in the million dollars or more. That's a lot of properties for sale. It's um, actually the largest representation of price points. And so maybe breaking that down a little further would be a worthwhile endeavor. I agree. So let's come to a conclusion about okay. the statistics. What do you have to say, David? I think we'll go back to what we started with. And I think you're correct. There's fewer buyers in the market. And we're seeing the increase in the number of properties being listed for sale. I'm smiling because I'm like, I love it when I'm the winner. <laughs> I didn't deny it, but I really like to find the proof. I like to see the data and see. I didn't forget what you said because I'm living it. You know, we have listings that we're lowering the prices on. There's price reductions every single day across the board in all price points. People are trying to get sold if they possibly can and move on. They've been waiting and now it's time for people to sell and they are selling. They're reducing the price and they're still not selling and they want to know what's going on. And I think the answer answer is, and that's what we're searching for, is there's fewer buyers in the market. This is the indication that we see right here is fewer pending listings. Mm-hmm. And when you know that there's fewer pending listings and sales are down. And inventory is up. And inventory is up. There's not as many people buying property. So if you're a seller, you have to be very competitive. There's a lot of ways to become competitive in this market. So there's like a, what? a few trends such as sellers offering incentives, incentives to buyers to help purchase down their rate. So in a situation where a buyer might need help with their closing costs and in, in an effort to reduce the amount of money that they bring to closing between mm-hmm. their deposit and closing costs for their lender. And I'd say there are still a representative number of people who need help with that. But one other way to help those buyers both mitigate the amount of money they need to bring to closing, but also incentivize them to consider your property is offer a buy down on their interest rate. So certainly one of the factors that's affecting buying is the high interest rates. And while the interest rates are coming down this month and have gotten better than they have been in months past. As a seller, one of the incentives is you can make a lump sum offer to a buyer towards their closing costs for them to buy down the rate with the lender. And that's actually a number, like a set 
amount mm-hmm. that the lender can help the buyer determine. Yes, it's a great incentive. The idea is that the interest rate in two years or in three years will be significantly less than 7.5%. That's what the vision is. So that's one way uh, to be creative and get attention to your listing and offer incentives to a buyer without necessarily reducing your price. Back to a situation where creativity is key. Yep, I agree. I think it's a great tip. Obviously, lowering the price helps. Having your place in great condition, cleaned up, updated. You know, We've talked about those types of conditions before, and it's a huge advantage. We are seeing people whose houses are spectacular and well-priced sell right away. It's an unusual situation, but they do. We see them go. You know, this is something that I learned with one of my current listings is that if you've been listed three and four months, you need to be sitting down and looking at what the actual comps are, the sold properties that have sold since the time you've been listed. Because with a changing market, your original list price may be overpriced significantly compared to what has actually sold. So if you've gone two to three months, four months on the market, it might be that the market's changed and you need to be looking closely at what the things that are actually selling are selling for. There's no doubt because you don't want to be chasing the market down like we did in 08. No. And oh, look, I don't think what happened in 08 is going to happen again. We've already said prices are still strong in right. our current market. Right. Up average 3%. The numbers talk. And when you have a situation where there's less buyers, more inventory, it's a loss of supply and demand. Right. It gets competitive. And that's what the sellers have to be thinking about. And fortunately for the buyers, it's a great time to buy. Well, I've really enjoyed working with buyers lately because we've been able to go out and find some great properties to purchase. It's not so wild and willy, not crazy town like it was. Right. I mean, you can look around, find a great property, make a good deal and know that, you know, hey, we might be paying more in our interest rate right now, but we know we got a great house and we're here for a while. So we'll just wait for the rates to come down and refi and we have something that we can live in and we love it. Well, that was a great recap of our October. October 2023 market statistics. Yeah, it was. It was fun. And I love going over it. I mean, you know, it's not gloom and doom. It's just what we're dealing with. You know, we're thankful to be in a market where prices are going up, things are selling. That's great. It's just about being aware. And that's our job is to bring awareness to our audience. We hope that the information we brought to you today is helpful in understanding what's happening in the market and keeping current. And we love doing it. So thank you so much for listening. I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van with the Real Property St. Pete podcast and powered by Remax Metro.